You're listening to Scoreline Extra from Scoreline.ie, the podcast that brings you some of the best highlights from a weekend sports show, Scoreline, live on KCLR every Saturday and Sunday from 2 o'clock. On this edition of Scoreline Extra, you'll hear from Carlo native Blessing Kingsley, who joined us live from Mississippi to discuss her move from Wexford Youth's Women's to American University Soccer. Kilkenny's Ladies Gaelic Football was also on the agenda as chairperson Seamus Knox and PRO Elena Burns spoke to Shane O'Keefe about the push to get Kilkenny's adult team onto the national stage. But it's a turn first for former Kilkenny minor Camogie manager Seamus Kelly to discuss his new role at the helm of the under-16s. Now, joining me on the line is the newly ratified under-16 Kilkenny Camogie manager, Mr Seamus Kelly. Seamus, thanks very much for joining us here on Scoreline. Thanks for having me on, Jay. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the new role. Uh, you're going into the under-16s. Mick Wall has gone uh, up to the minor management, but it's still, it's a, a fantastic thing to see. Uh, Adrian Ronan, a KCLR contributor, is going to be uh, a coach and selector. Tommy Wall, so you have a very uh, good background team behind you. Yeah, I've um, the most of the, the minor management that I've had for the past two years, I suppose it kind of looks like we're after swapping roles around the small bit. Um, Adrian will be coming in as a as a coaching selector. Uh, also, in fairness to him, he's, he's been a good mentor to me for the past uh, two years as well. Um, Adrian's a, a very experienced man, you know, both on and off the pitch. Um, he'd be a great asset. Tommy is a, an up and coming young coach. Um, we've been working with Tommy now for the past four years, and I'll be backed up then by uh, my club mate Seamus O'Brien from Monster Rangers, doing goalkeeping. Mary Wall um, from Bar Rangers has been out in the background with um, with um, Eva Lanigan and uh, Kay Kelly will be coming in as therapists just to make sure we keep the girls in tip top shape. Yeah, it's uh, coming off the year of uh, 2020 and uh, the controversy surrounding the minor team. How look? How much are you looking forward to just getting back into in, into training and into um, kind of help shape the Kilkenny Camogie team of the future? Yeah, look, for I think I'm not the only one. I think we're all we're all really looking forward to trying to get back some sort of normality. And I think really, especially for the the younger generation, you know, who are kind of. I suppose getting the raw end of the deal here, especially those who lost that one leaving surf last year and junior surf going astray and all this. That I think I'm really looking forward to being able to help get the you know get these girls back on the pitch, give them a bit of structure. You know what I mean? Just to try and give them something to, to walk towards. Um, I suppose what we're in a third lockdown now. I think we're all starting to feel the effects of it. So um, just you know, even from a mental mentally point of view, like so. I'd be hoping soon to, to get a lot of these girls together and just give them some sort of balance and structure in their in their days. Um, going forward and something to, something to aim towards. Yeah, obviously now you can't you can't begin training at the moment. But have you been in contact with any of the players so far, or anybody that you're considering for the the county setup? Yeah, at the minute, I suppose just after um, being ratified there during the week, um, I'm just currently in the process of working out um, how we're going to actually um, run this. So the the first protocol will be to I'm just going to have a general um, um, either Zoom or Microsoft Teams meeting with. Um, as many as many girls who are willing to go forward as possible, just have an introduction, and I'll try outline um, the best laid plan, um, considering the I suppose the environment that we're going to be working in this year. After that, then um, we'll I suppose what we aim to do is probably do kind of a, a pre-trial conditioning. You know what I mean? Just get them going on on Zoom, maybe do some classes, just get them interacting with each other, get them into the mindset of being an intercounty player. You know. Um, 
that, that kind of thing, Shane, yeah. Well, you're mentioning mindset, and one of the things that stood out is uh, Kay Kelly, who's uh, on the background team as a therapist, and having a ter- therapist isn't something that most underage inter-county teams would uh, have the you know, the privilege of having, um, especially considering the emphasis on the likes of mental health and stuff. Do you think having a team therapist will give you a nice edge over opponents, or is it just purely there to kind of help the girls through try- these trying times that we're going through? Yeah, well, I suppose I suppose what we mean by therapist Kate is going to be, you know, looking after player welfare in regards to both keeping injuries right and keeping girls on the pitch and all that. But over the last two years, I had um, another another um, girl involved, Kate Morn, um, as a sports psychologist as well, and I have found that to be a massive benefit. Um, last year, really, I, I really saw how you know it was worth the wait in gold with I suppose girls. Um, struggling to leave in certain such a way trying to find a balance between trying to play at a high level and, and, and trying to achieve at a high level I think last year they really struggled because I suppose when the mocks got pulled away from them you know they didn't really realise they were going to need the mocks to be a good I suppose baseline for these predictive results but having having a, having a resource whether it's uh, a sports psychology or whether it's you know what Kate's going to be doing and keeping the girls on the pitch and working with them in um, in that in that light, you know it's 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 a massive benefit. Like it's I suppose the most you're the manager and coaches. I think players need an outlet that they can go talk and get a bit of guidance on. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's I think it's going to become more prominent in sports. I think it'll become more prominent in underage sports as, as time goes on. Um, I think the feedback I got. From from parents and from and from players, was it really helped them? You know what I mean. Um, I definitely think if if it doesn't give you the edge, it's going to give them the edge in their life. If you get me, like you know, it'll really help them improve. And I, so at the end of the day, Shane, like as much as we want to win all Ireland at under sixteen and minor, we need to keep the talent and you know these girls getting through to senior level you know, to, to try to keep success in Kilkenny. Yeah, that's a, a really encouraging to hear. I was looking at a, a, something on social media there where a lot of athletes can kind of fall into the crux of just being so focused on the end game as opposed to looking after their mental well-being as well. So it's very encouraging to hear. Um, you mentioned the, the switch around almost with, with Mick Wall, with him becoming the, the minor manager and now you're at the under-16s. Do you have much discussion between the two of you considering your previous roles? Uh, no, no, there's no, no discussion at all. Um, I, I probably would have spoke to, I suppose, um, Paula Dowling was in the backroom team a small bit. Um, she would have had this group of under 16s when they were at under 14. So just just trying to touch base with previous coaches from that age group up along. Um, look, Mick, Mick won, won the last minor all Ireland in 2015. So look, he's got, he's been there. He has experience at it. So and there's a good bunch of girls there after coming through from last year. There's no question about it. And even under 16s that he had going through. You know, they're they're a fantastic bunch. You got to watch a lot of their games, and I, I I believe that this under 16 team is is something has something to offer as well. And uh, you know, myself and the lads, you know, our first goal is to make them better better people. Better people become better players, and then that means we we'll get results on the pitch. You know. Yeah, we're we're looking follow, forward to following the journey. Um, one journey also that we're looking forward to following is a man that has a very rich history with Mount Leinster Rangers, your club in, in Carlow, is Mr. Tom Mullally, and he has been ratified as the Carlow um, Senior Hurling Manager. Um, were you, you, you must know Tom very, very well. Are, were you surprised by the uh, the appointment, or do you think it was well-deserved for Tom? 
I, I took Ty Malali, he's a, he's a fantastic coach. I was, um, I suppose, lucky to work alongside him the past two years with Carol Minor Hurlers when he was helping Christy Keeley out. So I really got to, you know, you know, learn a good bit off him and I got to, to play underneath him for a couple of years when he was in the to Rangers. Look, Tommy is a, he's a, he's a serious, he's a serious operator. Like he, he's passionate, he's got great passion for Carlo Hurland. He's going to be a great addition to the county. And I think, um, there's no better man to drive, to drive the whole thing on. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Um, in, in terms of then the the training that you're going to have set up for the girls, are, have you been given like ambiguous start dates at all, or is it just purely reliant on the government uh, passing it down? Like you're not been told this is the day that you're probably going to be allowed to start training because we've been given dates before January fifteenth for intercounty teams. That's been pushed back now again. So have you been given a provisional date at all, or is it still all up in no, the air? No, at the minute, no, there's been no take given. I suppose just from, I suppose, looking at under-16 championship, they generally, I think the under-16 championship generally gets going around the summertime anyway, June, June-ish, you know what I mean, May, June, July or that. So you'd be hoping by when that time comes around that we're hopefully gone down the, the levels that could be some sort of sport allowed back on the pitch. But look, in the meantime, I'll be looking at, I suppose, two or three different different plans you know, short-term, medium-term, long-term, just to cover all angles. Look, if things work out and we got back on the pitch sooner, it'd be brilliant. But look, we have to be realistic. The first thing is safety first, and we're just going to have to roll with the punches, as they say, and then take it week by week and, you know, plan as best we can. The most important thing is that when the girls get get onto the pitch that they're in good condition because, like, a four-week run into a championship game, you know, there's only so much you can get done and if the girls aren't in, in good condition, you know, you're, you can be very easily get injured for not being, you know, at, at the right level of training. So, look, yeah, we'll be working through different plans. We'll, we'll, we'll be working through it week by week and hopefully all going well. Every every team in the country this year will get a chance to get, get their county jersey and club jersey back on and try to get some normality back in our lives. And with 2020 being the, the year to champions women's sports and we mentioned it earlier when we were talking about ladies Gaelic football in Kilkenny, it's been curtailed some what and uh, with, with the pandemic, um, but with the whole can't see, can't be thing, and then Kilkenny and Brian Dowling and the Kilkenny Camogie girls going on to win the All Ireland, are you going to expect to see a surge in people playing at a club level and uh, therefore kind of opening up the ranks for inter county level in the future? Yeah, I think so. Well, that's what from within Kilkenny, like the the senior team win the Ireland this year, it was a fantastic achievement. There's no question about it. A lot of those girls are soldiers for Kilkenny for many, many years, and I think I think this All Ireland meant a hell of a lot to them. And it was great to see the like the Van Dalton and um, picking up an All Ireland medal before she she hung up the boots. Like she like you know she she's left the legacy behind her, and that's what every player wants to do. I think that winning the All Ireland this year will inspire young young um, female athletes in in Kilkenny at Camogie to, you know, aspire someday to, to play that level. And if you don't make it to that level, look, you know, you make it that you stay with your club because the club is your bread and butter. I think it should strengthen clubs. I hope it does strengthen clubs because as clubs get stronger, county teams get stronger and they work hand in hand. Well, Seamus, thanks very much for taking the time out to talk to us here at Scoreline. We wish you nothing but success as we follow along your journey with the under-16s and Ronnie, of course, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll be catching up with Ronnie, I, I'm quite sure, as we always do. Um, but, yeah, best of luck, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing what the under-16s can do. Thanks very much, Sam. Thank you. That's Seamus Kelly, the newly ratified under-16 manager. As we were saying, the background team including KCLR's own Adrian Ronnie Run, and we had him on the air last week. KCLR. At the heart of local sports. 
It has been announced that the Kilkenny Ladies Gaelic adult team is set for a comeback. And joining me now is Elena Byrne and Seamus Knox. Uh, thanks very much for joining us there, folks. Thanks for having us on, Shane. You're very good. Oh, it's it's an absolute pleasure. It was a great news uh, throughout the week to see. Uh, I know that we're not just going to focus solely on that. Was still fantastic and exciting news. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And um, just that social media post that was put out, it was just, you know, to get the news out there, to get the excitement stirred, that we are at the very, very um, initial stage of really of this process to re-establish an adult Kilkenny team. And yeah, we're very excited about it. Um, but we're, we're going to need a lot of support along the way. And we know it's out there. And we're looking forward to getting this started. And really, it's going to, it's going to be an integral part of... I was on last year talking about our... Uh, national, our three-year plan that we have going for Kilkenny, and um, we're working on that at the moment, and it's nearly finished. And Seamus is um, helping us along with that, no end. Um, so this is going to be an integral part of that plan because we know to support an adult team property, it has to be uh, a part of a whole county approach. You know, so um, I mentioned last year, like we were, we were selected happily selected as one of the counties of uh, focus for Crow Park in their new national strategic um, plan. So we were one of the first counties to be picked and we have had huge support and contact from them the past year. Obviously, with the pandemic in 2020, things are slowed down a lot. But we have Claire Dowdell, a national development officer, like specifically assigned to us. She is on our beck and call if we need anything. And we're on the very final stages of getting this plan together and getting it sorted and getting it launched soon. As you said, the adult uh, plans uh, will be um, an integral part of that plan. Uh, Seamus, uh, last year was the uh, Champion Women in Sport 2020. Obviously, the year was somewhat curtailed, well, by somewhat was completely curtailed by uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. But you've seen uh, more members than ever under your stewardship. Uh, how encouraging is that now coming into 2021? Well, I'm very new to the job, so it's hardly down to my stewardship as yet. But having said that, um, we have a very, uh, I think, very active and... Um, a very interested and a very able group that are directing the the, the, the ladies football in Kilkenny. Uh, it's a pleasure for me to be, to have joined the group and to be work, to be working with them. Um, and just to to reinforce Elena's earlier point, we, we will be making hay slowly on the the ladies on on that adult team because we have a lot of work to do. We want to be competitive when we do finally join the national leagues again. But um, I think we have huge there's huge interest in it. We have I think when we look around the clubs. Uh, not as girls of, of an age where have, have had great success in the past and, you know, will be in a position to, to um, help us achieve um, the goals that we will set. So the planning process for that is, is, is starting up. But I suppose to answer your question, that's the whole point. We have so many people that are willing to sit and plan and take the bigger view and to support the development of the, of the game in the country that it is a very exciting time for us, Shane. Yeah. Uh, Elena, we're... Kilkenny... Football in the in the men's ranks uh, has suffered due to Kilkenny's hurling success. Um, we know that uh, dual players was a big point of contention for for uh, ladies Gaelic and uh, Camogie last year. Would you expect to kind of in this three year plan? Does that uh, kind of touch upon dual players at all, or are you expecting like a, a completely different uh, setup to the Camogie? Not really much clash between the two. Well, um, I, w- I will point out. I would say now, years ago there wasn't. Um, great, you know, um, chat between the two county boards. But in recent years, in the last three years, uh, the, the relationship between the county boards has really gone from strength to strength and they sit down every year. Last year was unfortunate what happened. I mean, we actually had 
huge collaboration with the Kilkenny County Board at the start of the year with the fixtures and the two um, chairs of the fixtures boards would have sat down together last year and they will so again this year and I'm delighted to hear Sir Carol there has been appointed as the new Camogie chairperson his daughters um, his twin daughters play with Michael Dunhamag and LJC they play county with ladies football and they play county with Camogie so yes it's very important that dual players are supported and it's very important I mean we're, it's in a, we're, in a, we're in a time now where there's never been an emphasis more uh, more an emphasis on keeping women and keeping girls especially teenagers everyone playing ladies sports in any capacity especially team sports I think it's very important that you just have it for life and the confidence that comes with playing in a team sport so I think yes going forward I mean we're going to build on that relationship it's going to get stronger and it's very important that we, we work together I mean the support to the Camogie will be, will be massive to us in, in, in developing our sport more in the county and I think it's very important that all female sports in a county are supported and I know we may be, we can be often perceived, and we are perceived as the underdog GA sport for females in the county, but believe it or not, ladies football is the first choice sport in a lot of girls' hearts, and in, in some cases, their only team sport choice. So, you know, those, we have to remember that we have to cater and we have to nurture and we have to support every, if we are serious about supporting females in sport, then we have to be serious about supporting every female in sport. It doesn't have to be, not just at county level, at club level as well. You know, the girls that are, just, are playing only county our only club I mean you have to be supported to they are part and they're actually they're the ones who are more likely to drop off than the girls who are having the success at county level so it's very important to support them all you know and uh, Seamus, when you're talking about support, you're obviously going to be needing clubs in uh, different areas of Kilkenny. How many clubs are currently uh, partaking in uh, Gaelic football? Um, we have 10 clubs uh, currently that are taking part in competitive games. I think we have three clubs that then are have been, you know, that to, to, to do the Gaelic football purely for um, as, as, a, as a fun, non-competitive kind of activity. Mothers and others, uh, yeah. Yeah, mothers and others, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 it's, a great, it's a great name, in fairness. But um, to, to reiterate a point, um, the, Elena's point too, we have to consider both the elite player and obviously then the player who's, who plays for enjoyment and for to belong to a greater sense of community and to have, have something they can rely on when they, when they go to college you know, that it's sport is beyond, it's more than about being successful at county level. It's, it's actually about belonging to your community, it's about contributing, and it's about having, having, having skills for life and staying healthy for life. And we do, we do need to support all of the girls in the county if we can and get them, get them playing, get them, out, get them active. And team sports are very good for that, and ladies' football is one of those. So, like, we're focusing very much on uh, encouraging young girls to play to play football, to become active, to stay with the game for the for the remainder of their lives. Whether they're able to play for the county or not is is, is incidental, really. You know, they're, they're yeah. the elite considered, but we have to consider. The, the, I mean, forty two percent of the population are girls, and you know, the results coming back from schools, for example, is the drop off in, in interest in PE and things like that for for young women and for young girls when they're in the teenage years. And we have to address that as a society. And, and ladies' football is is is, is one. Is one key element of that, I think, for a county the size of Kilkenny. Um, with, with this uh, three-year plan, obviously comes the need for more volunteers uh, to be involved uh, at the grassroots levels. Uh, Elena, have you seen an uptake in people wanting to get involved, especially after the year that we've had? We know Kilkenny had a great success in uh, the National Fela competitions and unfortunately couldn't build upon that in uh, 2020 with the pandemic. But have you seen an uptake in people wanting to volunteer now in 2021, wanting to get involved yes, in sports again? I think I think in general we see a steady growth in the volunteers participating and getting involved with the ladies football because of the, I suppose it is a bit of a testament to the rise in popularity in it. And um, 
So, yeah, like, I mean, last year in the last few years, our county board would have been, it was tough to get people involved. And we've, we've, had, we've had only maybe five or six, but like this year, it's been phenomenal. Now, under the expert leadership there of Mr. Knox, we have 13 people involved now on in our county board. For the first time ever, we had, like, um, our, our subcommittees failed with a financial subcommittee, a finance one, and we also have a development, which I think is hugely important, a development um, committee. We have our development officer, Kevin Cunningham, who is leading us on that with Brendan Healy, also chairing that group. And just in relation to supporting all girls in the county, um, the LGFA, they're, they're, they're such a fabulous organisation to work with and they're so progressive and they're always thinking ahead and they're always thinking how they can keep ladies in sport. I mean, we see it every year, the, the numbers that attend the All-Ireland finalists, it's phenomenal. The work that goes into it is, is phenomenal behind the scenes. But they're rolling out a new programme this year um, you, you know the normal way you'd have your county structures, you have your under-14s, your under-16s, your minor groups, your adults, that's going to continue as usual. But this year, um, there's a new national development programme, and basically that means that beforehand, we would have taken those other groups, say you're under-13s, you're under-15s, you're under-17s, and they would be known as your kind of uh, development squads. And they'd always be seen as they're the girls who are getting ready to play for their county next year. And that, that just that just puts out an awful lot of players. So that is stopping a new national development program being rolled out for those age groups. So what's going to happen from here on in is, in ladies football anyway, um, every girl who's under 13, every girl who plays football under 15 and under 17 will be invited in, will be invited to play um, in a Kilkenny development programme. So it will probably take eight weeks in the year. So we obviously have to be much later in the year this year for the initial stages of it. And there'll be everyone. It doesn't matter whether you're going to play. You're not, it doesn't necessarily, it's not, doesn't mean you're actually going to play for your county maybe the next year. Now, it might mean it if you stand out, but no, it, that's not what it's about at all. It's completely separate to playing for county. It's about coaches coming together from all clubs. It's about the girls coming together from all clubs and learning from each other. Um, the coaches, it'll be hugely important for them as well. Imagine being able to work with other coaches under no pressure, there's no competition. It's just about developing all the girls. Um, so it's just going to be such a, a nice atmosphere about it and just um, all playing together for the same intention of developing developing the sport in the county. And I just think it's going to be huge success. And the LGFA have already been, we've been guessing, as a, the coaches are already getting um, webinars on this. Um, we've got this fantastic development, national development team under William Harriman. He's and uh, Niall Mulrine. They are just brilliant. And I mentioned already Claire Dowdo. Um, also Vinnie Whelan. I, I don't want to leave anyone out. Vinnie Whelan, but he, he focuses on what, what Shane was just pointed out there, the, the Mothers and Others squad. And, and I will say as well with the Mothers and Others, that's really great gaining momentum the past few years in Kilkenny also. And we had a brand new club set up last year called um, uh, Three Counties. They cater for the, the ladies of Johnstown, Willingford, Freshford, and they just had great success there getting going. And we hope going forward now that the county board and will be able to support the mothers and other sections of our clubs a lot more because, as you said, as we were saying, 2021 has seen us have a few a lot more volunteers and um, going forward that will mean we'll be able to commit to helping development of, of all the branches that we have here in the county which is, which is great. And Seamus, uh, Elena mentioned that you know not all people are getting involved will go on and represent the county but is there uh, managers been ratified now for counties? Who are these uh, people that are going to be need to um, uh, be impressed to bring someone on to represent Kilkenny? Yeah, just to um, before and before I address that question, just to remind you, to just remind you too as well, we had um, a, a level one um, training program for for coaches on Friday night last, and that was the second such course because we had such a demand for places 
we had to, had to be offered twice by the LG. We had to actually get a special dispensation to run the second course. And in fact, we could have run the third. There was such interest from around the county in people beginning to, to you know to learn the basic coaching ladies getting football. We have uh, we have ratified um, under fourteen and and under sixteen. Um, we will be ratifying the minor at the next county board meeting, and we are the the, the I suppose the roadmap for the development of or the, the, the putting together of a senior management team is well underway. And but we have we we walked through there because we want to make sure that the outcomes of that will lead us, you know, will be will be a whole county unified approach, and that we will have a, a competitive team that we can put out in in due course. So um, I think we've made great progress on, on that on that element of things in terms of running the development groups that that that, she, that Elena mentioned. Um, the COVID nineteen will place restrictions to when we do that. It looks like maybe maybe August um, that time. Please God, if everything is right. And we have plenty of volunteers already in line to to run those courses at the at the various levels. So at at, six, at sixteen, at fourteen, sixteen, and minor, they play. You know, they will be playing competitive competition uh, at intercounty level. At the at we we'll say thirteen, fifteen, seventeen, they will be availing of the development um, the development groups, and that's a really exciting um, prospect as the ANF point out. Because what will happen there is that you'll see players who might not have caught the eye earlier beginning to come through as they mature. You know, you can all you do is think about Henry Sheffield, who didn't wasn't going to be an outstanding minor, and look how he turned out. So we, we we want to we want to engage with every single girl who's playing football in the county to give them every opportunity to improve their game and to enjoy the participation, which is really fundamentally the most important thing. But at a young age, if, if girls don't enjoy the participation, we won't hold on to them as as they get older. And Elena, working towards now to getting the season up and running again, I'm sure that you're facing difficulties with the uncertainty in these times, but uh, there is something positive, I'd imagine, to look forward to. You're continuing to upskill, as, as Seamus just mentioned, different coaches. If people want to get involved, if it looks like that they, it's something that they want to uh, partake in in the coming summer, hopefully in the summer anyway, uh, how can they get in touch? You're very active on social media, which is fantastic to see. The Twitter pages is abundant with uh, different things going on so how can people get involved yeah oh there's so many ways to contact us I mean um, if you look on our website kilkennyladiesgaelic.ie there's a contact page there for, and there's, a, there's an email for every club there and there's an email for our chairperson PRO secretary so if you go to the, that for email you can contact there if you want to contact on any of our social media um, sites like we, we're on Instagram we're on Twitter we're on Facebook and it's very active you'll get a reply within hours on any of those um, platforms so yeah, there's, there's, and actually I just wanted to point out when we're talking about the website, I just wanted to, I know we're all talking about shopping local these days, just maybe design local as well. I wanted to just say thanks to Clove Rock Design who, um, they designed our website for us about two years ago and, you know, when they heard we were a volunteer organisation, they just gave us such a favourable rate and their support in the last two years with helping with anything digitally, um, uh, any 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 queries we have or any issues, they're just brilliant. They're absolutely brilliant. So, like they've been, a, I just wanted to point out. And the reason I pointed out is probably going to be asking for a little, a little bit of help now again in the near future. So. <laughs> <laughs> Giving them a plug while you can. Yeah, <laughs> design. Um, yeah, actually, like they're so professional. You all you have to do is look at the website. It's, it's phenomenal. So, anyway, and actually, while I'm on the subject of sponsors, is it okay if I just say thanks to one or two more? Just, um, Sir, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to play the the Oscar music anyway to get to to, to stop you. So <laughs> <laughs> we're all about promoting ladies' Gaelic football I, here. Yeah, I don't have the hanger coming on. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I just want to thank um, Intersport as well, who uh, the last couple of years have given us a very favourable agreement too in terms of our county board gear. And so that's always a help. And also St. Hannes' Credit Union, who, like, they're just year in, year out. They just support us, no questions asked. And even last year, you know, it was a bit of a panic, you know, when we've heard where everything's coming back and we need to buy trophies or medals, we need everything. It was just a phone call to them and they were like, yes, we've got you, we've got this again. Yeah, no problem. We'll support you the same as we have any other year. And, um, so that's that's there. We just really want to thank Canises. And just to say, I mean, if there's anyone out there, like going forward, as you said, we're going to be developing so much and we have a lot of volunteers, we have a lot of support in the county support, but we need to support the whole county as well. And if there's anyone listening with a business who, you know, they want, if you want your name attached to Kilkenny Ladies Football, if you want your name attached to promoting and supporting females in sport, then, you know, get in contact with us. We, uh, we need all the support we can get. Monetary, obviously, you know, we do. We need it. And, uh, that's going to be key to developing our adult panel as well later um, uh, in the future. And, you know, I mean, we have such fantastic role models there for the girls, but we also need the ladies' football role models there too for the girls of the county to look up to and aspire to to be. So, again, I, I couldn't stress it enough if there's anyone listening. They'd like to, even the smallest amount will be, will be, is, is grateful, you know. Well, we wish you nothing but success. I'm sure we're going to be catching up quite a bit throughout the year as uh, everyone in Kilkenny goes on this adventure together. But Elena Byrne, yeah. Seamus Knox, thank you very much for your efforts in uh, getting us to this stage. We're looking forward to covering it throughout the year and we wish you nothing but continued success. You're Thank brilliant, you. Shane. Thank you. Thank you very much, Elena Byrne and Seamus Knox from Kilkenny's Lady Gaelic football team on the announcement that there will be an adults team coming this season. Looking forward to it. There's blue skies ahead. KCLR. At the heart of local sports. Welcome back to Scoreline with myself, Shane O'Keefe. Now, I'm delighted to be going across to America. We were in Australia earlier. Now, we're going to the United States of A. And the person that is joining me is someone who is going to tell us all about it as their American adventure has just started. Soccer starlet herself, Blessing Kingsley, is joining me on the line. Blessing, thanks very much for talking to us here on Scoreline. Hi Shane, it's nice to be talking to you again. It's been a while. It has been a while. I think we were speaking maybe about four or five months ago as you were preparing to start your journey. You were still playing with Wexford Youths, had a great season with themselves. Um, What's it like now being the transition? Because we were talking about the different styles of soccer over there, especially with soccer and ladies soccer in particular being such a huge sport in the States. You're making that transfer over there now. You're in the States. You've had your first training session. You've had probably many since then. What's it been like? Yeah, it's it's been amazing. It, as you said, um, we talked about before, it, it's definitely a different game. Um, it's a lot more physical. It's a lot more fast-paced. Um, there's also a rule that you can make uh, multiple uh, substitutions. So we had our first game uh, last weekend, so um, or this past week, and I, I could come off in the first half and come back on and then come off in the second half and come back on. So basically what that allows people to do is that you're going at a high intensity for a short amount of time rather than the game in Europe, anywhere else. It's um, You're trying to save your energy over the 90 minutes, but this game it's 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 a totally different ball game but I think I've adjusted pretty well uh, the training sessions are going well I'm, I'm scoring as many goals as I can just trying to you know prove why I'm, I'm here and um, yeah it's, it's been great so far. 
Yeah, you see those kind of rolling subs happening a lot in American sports, the likes of basketball. You know, you come on for certain minutes and and stuff like that. So the adjustment must be must be quite large uh, for yourself from a training point of view. What's the training like? Um, you know, you're you're going. We all know scholarships in the states and uh, soccer at university level in the states is probably almost treated like a professional sport at this stage. We know that American football would be and the likes of basketball would be. So what's it like kind of adjusting to the regimen that they've been setting up for you? Yeah, it's, it, it takes a toll on your body. You're, I'm up every morning, 5.30 in the morning, and then we get to practice at 6. We start at 7, and then we finish at 9. So it's, it's, it's tough. That's every morning, Monday to, to Friday. And then hopefully we get games on the Saturday if everything goes to plan with COVID. Um, so yeah, like it, you're training uh, 5.30, you wake up in the morning and then you're training for two hours and then you have to try to get to class by um, 9.30. Uh, so it's, it's, it's really tough. And then twice a week, you'll also have, you know, a gym session. So I just had a gym session there today. We, we practiced um, from seven to nine, and then I had a, a gym session from 10 to 11. So it's, it, it's pretty tough. It, it does, you know, it takes a while to adjust because at home I'm only training twice a week and then we have a game on the weekend. So it, it's, it took a while for my body to adjust, but I've been dealing with it pretty okay. Well, it, it's great to hear. Um, the adjustment from a sporting level is is quite big but also when you put the academic side on top of that as well like that's a huge proponent uh, component of american uh, universities what are you studying over there yeah um there's actually a rule in america that you can be undecided until the end of your second year so that's what i'm at the moment um i'm still not too sure if i want to study uh, psychology or communications or maybe sports business so Um, because I can't make up my mind, I'm just going to stay undecided for my first year. And then I'll choose what I want to study probably in my second year. Because in the first two years, we do very like general classes. So everyone's pretty much taking the same classes, your English, your history, your geography. Then your last two years, that's when you focus on your degree. So it's pretty safe to be undecided for your first two years. Okay, awesome. They, like, I, I wish I kind of had that when I went to college <laughs> instead of yeah. going. I, I went to college and I studied law, and I like in my first year was like, I hate this so much. Yeah, and it, it just stuck it out. But that that sounds great it, from uh, the perspective of. You know, we've, you look at the sports perspective, you look at the academic perspective, but there's also a personal perspective over there, and your a social aspect that you need to need to have. Uh, being someone coming over in COVID times, has that kind of caused any complications with uh, making friends, or I suppose your teammates almost become your friends as well? But you know, coming from Ireland, and you would have your own kind of culture. Um, have you found any difficulties in these COVID times? Yeah, I would say it's difficult. You know, college is all about um, making friends and, um, you know, you meet so many people every day and it's hard with classes. Um, most of them are online, only have one in-person class and even that p- class that's in person, it's all socially distanced. So it's hard to have that, you know, constant human connection that you'd be getting at home. But um, your teammates do become your friends. You're with them every single day, apart from your off day. And most of the time on your off day, you're with them too. So <laughs> it, it's... It's it's hard to still find you know it you miss that uh, the culture the the food like it, it's it's tough to be away from home but um, I'm hoping that you know next semester next year um, 
it, it's more of a typical college experience but it, it's been hard to adjust to that you're not going to join a fraternity or anything like that, that no i think i'm good no <laughs> no sororities here <laughs> um, how's your family adjusted have you been able to keep up to date with them have you been able to keep in contact i'd imagine you know the day and age that we live in uh, everyone's just a, a click of a button away and you can you can see anybody around the world uh, as have you been kept in contact with your family much? Yeah, like uh, I'm so you know fortunate that um, uh, we are in a digital age, and I don't have to write a letter and wait for them to reply to me. <laughs> Dearest <you> family, know? <laughs> uh, something out of Brooklyn or something, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm able to you know FaceTime them as much as I can, you know, uh, a couple times a week, maybe like if I have a, like a spare hour, I just talk to my sister um, or talk to my mom, you know. So it, it's it's been really easy to stay in touch with them with FaceTime and social media. So it, it's good. Um, I, I'm looking at as we're video chatting here now and I can see the tricolour in the background yes. and you're waving the Irish flag proud for everybody uh, over here. Is there any other Irish people over there that you've had a... We seem to be everywhere in the world. I was chatting to someone, as I said, in Melbourne that's uh, playing Hurling yeah. this weekend over in Melbourne, Australia. Um, we seem to be everywhere in the world. Is there many Irish there in Mississippi? Um, I've found a couple actually, a couple on the, the a few, a few rogue, teams, a few uh, rogue ones hang, hanging around. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple here and there. There's a guy from Kerry actually on the football team, so that's that's good. Um, there, in my actual conference, like in my um, league. I'd say there's uh, Michelle O'Driscoll. She was playing in the Women's National League um, a couple of years back. Um, she's in Texas, so she's she will be playing against her in a couple of weeks. So it'd be nice to definitely see a person that um, I know, and that's from Ireland. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's, it's not something that you see a lot of people um, from Ireland having the opportunity to do, to go over to the US and to study there. We've spoke to a Kilkenny fellow called Declan McQuillan. He he ended up doing it, um, going to a completely, I think he was in, in Charlotte. Uh, but it's not something, it's not the road often travel. How was the, how did this come about? How did you end up going from Carlo to Wexford Utes, then over to Mississippi? It just seems like a yeah. completely out there kind of thing. <laughs> yeah um i i'd say it was something that i was definitely looking forward to doing um i just didn't know how to get there in the first place um i knew i wanted to make the path to play professionally and um thinking about it in ty i was like this you know making the the route to america will be the ne- the next stepping stone so when i joined wexford uh, i actually was playing a game and one of the agencies that help you with your scholarship and get you over here um, a great guy, Stephen Murray. Um, he helped me with every single step, you know, um, sending out my videos to different colleges and he made it so easy for me. So basically, you know, I started working on it in fifth, uh, fifth year, getting my visas and stuff ready. And I didn't know what uh, was ahead of me, you know, that I would have to wait a couple months. But um, yeah, it was in the works for about, you know, two years, just trying to make sure that I can get here in time. So, Yeah. Are you going to keep an eye on now the the old team uh, in the coming season? Of course, of course. I'll be watching every match. I'll, I'll try my best. <laughs> uh, international wise as well. What if you get a call up? Are you going to are you going to be flying back home? They actually, yeah. Like if if that opportunity arises, if the under 19s need me, uh, 
I have a very good coach here. He says that if you need um, to leave for international duty, that he's fine with it. So, yeah. Awesome. Hopefully I'll be able to make a trip home without that. Yeah. Fingers crossed uh, we'll be seeing you kitted out in the green of Ireland. We're looking forward to seeing your 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 journey. You're documenting the journey as well in the Carlo Nationalist online. Uh, if people want to go check out that blog, a very informative, very open, very honest, which is great to see. Um, I'd love to even have a chance to, to speak with Stephen Murray, who you suggested, who helps in these scholarships. I know that there's a lot of young, eager people looking to, for different paths uh, in sports. We, Carlo Kilkenny in particular, have some great, great athletes that don't have any uh, professional soccer teams, or you know what I mean. Uh, we don't. Ha- we have Carlo Kilkenny in its infancy at the moment, and we see a lot of people going to Wexford Youth or going down to Waterford as a result. But it's great to see that you're 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 doing so well over there. You look happy. You look vibrant, and it looks like you, you're you're getting ready for the new season, and you're going to kick its ass. I hope. Thank you. I really hope so. <laughs> Blessing, it's a pleasure as always. We'll be keeping up today on the Carlo Nationalist blog. If you want to go check you out on Twitter as well, you're, you're very open and honest on that. But for now, we'll catch up with you again in a few weeks and we'll keep an eye out. All right. Stay safe. Thanks, Blessing. Thank you. That's it for this edition of Scoreline Extra. For more of the weekend highlights and the latest in sports news and topical articles across the week, check out the website at scoreline.ie. It's Scoreline Sport on Facebook and Twitter. You can also subscribe to the podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you do your podcast listening. And of course, catch Scoreline live weekends from 2 on KCLR and in the KCLR app.